Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Movies. Uh, I am Scott Wolfile, and with me as usual is Brandon Jones, Danielle Hawthorne, and Melissa Boudreaux. And of course, we are here to talk about going to the movies, what we, uh, what we think of that movie-going experience, why we think it's so impactful, and what it means <laughs> as an exhibitor to bring that experience to an audience. And we have um, a very special guest with us today. Do you want to take it from here, Brandon? You bet. This, uh, yeah, we have a very special guest. We're honored to have our friend and business partner, Luke Parker Bowles, with us, joining us from Montclair, New Jersey. Thank Luke, you very much. Welcome, Luke. Thank I'm, you for having I'm, us. I'm honored. Seeing, uh, the, the, seeing the variation of colors and tones amongst all of you, it's like a J. Crew commercial. Oh, yeah. I'm the palest of the pale. I've been, yeah. in, no, no, I've been you're just, inside. You're, you're just selling the clothes. Yeah. I've been inside for a very long time. <laughs> since March, really. Since March. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. I'm sure you had lots of other nice things to say. Sorry. Right. I have a lot of nice things to say about you, which we'll get to over the next 30 minutes or so. But I have a problem that I'd like to start with. Which problem are we talking about? I'm addicted to chocolate chip cookies like a straight up an addiction like guys i think we need to take a that play a little game here how many cookies do you think brandon has eaten in the last 48 hours 24 what size cookie we're we talking about here and are they proper cookies or are they those cookies that i've seen you eat those bars which are made out of like cardboard mm. no these are these are central market cookies that he gets and sticks in the refrigerator i'm gonna say 12 well you'd be right on how did you that's know like a sleeve that's like a half a package i said 24 that's a whole but they're like they're like regular cookie size they're not like nabisco or whatever they're called the little yeah it's a hoy they're like stop like He's the only person I know that all of it doesn't go to his butt, it goes to his feet. He has massive feet. <laughs> Very strange. It's like a Finstone. I mean, <laughs> you run like every day, so eat some cookies. Live a I little. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be eating at Fitz bars, but it sounds like, like Luke thinks those bars might taste like cardboard. Well, he's and, never had one. So. No, I did. I did. I did. Not yeah. one of hers. She owns a company called It It. Fit bars, and I've never shared those delicious bars with you. Way better than whatever cardboard he's giving. You're, you're known for your selfishness, so I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I have to. I have to say, I actually, I, I deplore uh, chocolate chip cookies. I just... uh, I do. No, I, I honestly do. I think they're fussy, and I think if we're talking about movies, that the notion that one would even segue into this jury about movies is preposterous. Because the notion of being in the dark and then touching something dirty and not knowing where it is all over your body. I'm not getting sexy here, people. Mm. Uh, I think it's just, it's just a lot of work. Whereas, I have, whereas I an oatmeal disagree. cookie, an oatmeal cookie is delicious, textured, lots of different textures. And afterwards uh, also allows you to flow a little more, if you know what I'm saying. Flow through. Yeah, flow through. I have to disagree because one of my favorite movie experiences was going to Alamo Draft House and ordering the chocolate chip cookies there as a dessert. They are delicious. You know the problem with Alamo's chocolate chip cookies? They're warm and gooey. They're served and warm. <laughs> you don't want that. No, no you want cold chocolate chip cookies. 
I think I think I think the greatest American invention, well, not the greatest, but amongst the greatest American inventions, are ice cream uh, cookie things, sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches. Just just mm. stick them in my mouth and watch me run. It's crazy. So, Luke, I hear I hear a slight slight accent. Is that North Dakota? Montclair. Montclair. Oh, that's okay. That's a new that's a New Jersey accent. It's, okay. It's North North New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. It's so, a little off, but not much. I just no, we, I didn't, we live in a hamlet. There are nine of us living here, <laughs> um, and when we were mainly unclothed, I got clothed today. No, I'm uh, obviously uh, from England originally. Um, just to take you back a little bit, I uh, started off my career at Working Title uh, in London, where I was partly responsible, I would, in a very small way, for uh, films <laughs> such as Dog Woof in the background. Uh, about a Boy, uh, Love Actually, Bridget Jones's Diary, uh, what else, Elizabeth, uh, something called Johnny English, didn't do well over here, but killed it in Asia, they love Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> he's gr and he's great in Love Actually. But also being- He's great, the little bagger guy in the oh, retail amazing. store. I had to study Mr. Hilarious. Bean in film school. But the, the, the fun fact, and by the way, I have a broken wrist and a broken elbow, but we don't need to get to that on this, which is why when I do that, it looks insane. Um, fun fact, Bean, for a uh, working title, is, I think, more successful than Notting Hill, Bridget Jones, Four Weddings, any of them, because you don't need to translate it. It's always Rowan, just going, ah, 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 ah. So it's universal. It's easy for everyone to, to get to. Um, so yeah, that's where I started. Then I uh, moved over here and I produced a film that nobody saw called Evening. Uh, Great but, cast. What happened? Amazing cast. Do you want, do you want, do you want to hear the cast? Uh, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Vanessa Redgrave, Natasha Richardson, Claire Danes, Hugh Dancy, and a certain guy called Patrick Wilson. Uh, but for whatever reason, it came and went, um, much like the president of the United States. Oh, dear yeah. Lord. Here sorry, sorry. Hey, you maybe you should re-release it now. Why don't you, you re-release it? Who cares? Put it back in uh, theaters. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do Might it. as well. I, I mean. I do a Kickstarter because Focus Features clearly don't know what they're doing. Um, joke. Uh, and then uh, after that, I've continued to, we have a show called Outlander on the stars, which is poster right here. Um, and yes, that's it really. That's me. So you're, so you're a movie guy. You love movies. You're a producer, filmmaker, and you love going to the movies. I do. Why? Well, I don't love going to NRG screenings. I don't know if they, you call them NRG screenings over here. But uh, NRG screenings are test screenings after you've made your film and you sit there in the dark pretending you're a regular Joe, which of course I am, just a guy standing in front of a girl asking him to love her. Um, Thank you, uh, love, actually. No, that's Notting Hill. Well done. Oh, that's Notting uh, Hill. Yeah, Richard Curtis is going to come and find you. Um, but God rest his soul. So those are not fun screenings. Um, I remember us going to an About a Boy screening and Hugh came along incognito uh, and incognito uh, for celebrities because they don't know what they're doing is they put a baseball cap on, they put really shiny glasses on, they put their collars up and everyone knows that it's them. 
um, which is really, really sad. So anyway, so that's not good screenings, but, but uh, movie viewing to me is, I am so sad. My biggest sadness, truthfully right now, and I'm sure this applies to all of you, is not being able to engage with people I don't know in the dark. Um, be that at the cinema, but also at theater, the theater as well. That collective experience and uh, environment where certain people go one way, certain people go another way. It's not necessarily always uh, a collective uh, emotion, but it's so lovely. It's so riveting. And seeing it as a filmmaker, it's painful and uh, uh, stress-inducing. But seeing it as a regular punter, uh, it's one of the most miraculous things. It's like a, it's like a symphony, you know? Um, what was the last movie you saw in a movie theater? Pre-COVID, I'm assuming you're in New Jersey, you haven't been back to a movie theater. I'm sure it's a kid's one, I have to say. I think, I mean, that's, that's another thing that, I miss is that I have three children, um, regular sex god. Thanks. No, just all mistakes. All terrible <laughs> mistakes. Uh, I have three children, and uh, those experiences of taking my kids to the movies and seeing them go from being a bit scared at some of the films, and then like my son is like obsessed with Mission Impossible, and he's eight, and my daughter, who's like my li my little girl Alice, who's five. She's like mental. She's like mental. She loves Deadpool. Her favorite film is Deadpool, but not the kids' version. She likes the full-on, like yes. swear sweary one. Is she uh, excited about the announcement that came out the other day? Well, she about the football team. No, about the next Deadpool. Oh yeah, she's very excited. She's very excited. She can't read words, but she tries. But I I told her, and she was it's excited. It's going to be rated R and full of language. Yeah. But she's very excited. She's very excited as well. I feel like I'm just taking over this. I'll shut up in a minute. You can talk about Bob's thing. But I feel like she's super excited because she was so excited. My, my son and I, uh, and this may turn all of your viewers, listeners, whatever. The, we're all doing, of them. Off is that I support an incredible team called Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, and uh, the, part of that love of soccer manifested itself in the fact that uh, Ryan Reynolds is buying or has bought a Welsh football team. So football team. Well, let's go with the English because we created it. Come on. Well, the French did. Whatever. Um, and so Ryan Reynolds doing that and the fact, as we're going to talk about, Brandon, ourselves and Patrick Wilson are we'll get to the movie theatre. The symmetry of celebrities doing good things in tough times actually really resonated with them. So uh, that's a long way of getting to the fact that uh, we're going to talk about a movie theater later. We are. Gotcha. So um, I actually, I love going to the movies with my son. I've always had a, that's always been a, a treat. I went to the movies with my dad a lot when I was growing up. Of course, I think I've mentioned on here before, he would take me to like Full Metal Jacket in Platoon. And so I got to see my dad have PTSD. Uh, from yeah. being in Vietnam as yeah. an eight-year-old. That was, it was a real bonding moment. Really and then sad, sad podcast. 
And I think my son has been just overly spoiled because I've, you know, he's always been around exhibition, like the ex, the excess, the access he's had to movie theaters at any time with red carpets and behind the scenes and in projection booths and being able to get there on opening night. So he's, it's always been accessible to him right like, he, he's so used to it he will literally turn down red carpets he's like uh i don't know <laughs> i'm like you're not even out of high school he's, One so, time. he's so cool by the way your your kid is so cool oh, Just thanks. Kudos. no no really didn't danielle none, had him none, none of it came from you it was obviously all, yeah but he's cool uh, Danielle was doing a junket with Morgan Freeman and FaceTimed Reed so Reed could interview him. And he was just like super casual about it. And he was just like, oh yeah. Amazing. He's like, so what's it now? Um, anyway, so the, I think as a father, Luke, taking your kids to the movie, it's part of it is just this growth experience. But another part, it's just this bonding experience, which I think you miss just watching movies at home with them, even though that's what we've been doing because they're on their phones. They're looking at their social media. They're getting up, getting something to eat. They're asking for a bottle of water or whatever. But like when you go and just sit there and share and you can actually get vulnerable about the emotion of the movie, I think that's yeah. the difference about going to the movies versus just watching a movie. Well, it's, it's partly the, easy distractions right but it's partly the, like the pomp and circumstance of it like that like the the regime like there's an importance you know you're not putting on white tie and tails to go to the movie theater but you're you're going to something that somebody else is showing to you right you're not in control of well of the time that it's happening you're going and you are re you're receptive Whereas you sit at home in your basement, regardless of whether you have a 85 inch television, you're, you know, there is, there is a, uh, because we're all so spoiled in this day and age, there's a sort of a flick, flick, flick. Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. You go and you know that this is what's going to happen. And this is what you're being presented with. It's, it's, it's so much more important, I think. Like I, I dream of somebody also because my kids, it's like trying to get to ask my kids what they want for dinner, right? Oh, it's the Which, worst part of the, the day. Worst. And why I say to my wife, just don't ask. Don't ask. Just serve it. Something. Because there becomes a smorgasbord of different things that they're just nibble on. You throw it away and then Whole Foods wins. And when Whole Foods wins, you know you're fucked. Um, as, as John Betjeman once said. Um, but no, I do think that uh, it's 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 it, it's it's a delightful experience, and it's delightful to look over at your kid, who maybe a year before had been cowering or had been distracted or was like eating old gum from the side of the seats because my children have no class. Um, to actually see them fully engaged and knowing that they could give two shits about you being nearby. They are there and they're in it. And I remember the first time like that I was in it. Um, uh, it was a very strange movie. It's a strange one to be in it on, but it was a film called Dead Calm. Uh, oh yeah, it Nicole was Kidman uh, Nicole Kidman on a boat. And Billy Zane. And it's actually quite scary and it, and it holds up to this day. But I remember 
that was the first time where n nothing else existed around me. And trying to get these kids off their phones these days, and you know, it's it's we're we're at fault because we buy them for them, because God forbid that they're the sad sack at school who doesn't have it because everyone seems to have it. But just to like purge yourself of all of that and actually have a genuine experience. I think it's the greatest thing. I truly think it's the greatest thing in the world, which is why I, I'm a producer, which is why I am uh, running movie theaters now with you um, and why I'm on this podcast in the dark. What, what do you, yes, and the dog, the dogs make appearances here. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, of the different movie theaters that you go to, either in your community or around the, the world, because you you're such an international superstar, oh. Um, who, what movie theaters do you like to go to? Like, who do you think best presentation, best food, best concessions, best experience? I'm slightly biased. The best cinema experience I've ever had um, is slightly elitist. It is um, at a theater in Notting Hill called the Electric Cinema. And it is owned I've been by- I've there. Oh, you've been by there. Yeah, I didn't get to go in. I was, I was in town. That's for not quite the same. That's like I saying, know. wait, you're from England? Do you know John? No, <laughs> no I wish I could have seen a movie. That's but like I... saying you've been by Buckingham Palace <laughs> yeah. and Luke's been in it. Yeah. No, wait, I, was, wait. I was in town for Rocket Man and I was like, I want to go see, I, I want to go to that area. And I saw it. I was like, man, I wish I had more time because I would love to actually sit yeah and like go inside and have the experience but unfortunately that's kind of the key to experiencing it i think is to going in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway the electric is amazing and what i used to do every sunday is they would do and then it's amazing i mean anyone who's listening should look it up but um it's owned by soho house which is a private uh media members club and it's leather seats with uh, just, they're just, just beautiful. And so you get a full English breakfast, which I know a lot of Americans don't understand what that is, but it's a lot of meat and lots of farty things like beans. It's basically bacon, sausages, eggs, fried eggs, mushrooms, baked beans, haggis, and black pudding, which is essentially a cake of blood. Uh, and and a double Bloody Mary. Delicious. So, and they do 11 o'clock screenings of these amazing films. Like I saw, uh, I don't know if you've seen XXXY, which is a great little indie film, um, but just these lovely little things. So that's the first one. And I realize I haven't drawn breath on this and you're going to just like, usually people give one word answers. Uh, the, the, the most mainstream brilliant experience, again, I'm afraid is in the UK. Uh, which is um, this great little chain, which um, I've just forgotten the name of. Every man. No, the other one. Oh, um... you know, uh, it's, in, it's it's in Fulham. It's in every yeah. man's a good. Every man's a good example. Every man is pretty much the same as the one I'm trying to remember. Um, and they're sort of like a club. You become a member of a club, and there's a members bar and there's a regular Joe's bar and you can go in and it's really nice seats. They don't do full recliners because this is another conversation, but as Brandon and I both know as theater developers, 
uh, recliners are a waste of time and totally unnecessary. And from a uh, fiscal point of view, uh, you don't make as much money off the punter. So we don't like them. So these are like these are like extended rockers, but great Bloody Marys, great food. Um, so yeah, it's called Picture House. Picture oh, yeah. House. Um, and that's that's the way that the world's well, that's the way England's going. Well, actually, England's going down the poo hole uh, with Brexit, but that's a whole different podcast. Um, but yeah, as I was giving really short answers, my favorite experience has been a picture house, and I have yet Excellent. to see anything. And that's what I think in our conversations, Brandon, uh, in our theaters, we aspire. It's it's beautifully done you feel special but you don't feel elitist and i think that is the key um so it's accessible but it's a great experience so that leads me to a special announcement drum roll please thanks thanks that was a pitiful drum roll (laughs) Wait, I'm wait, on mute. Wait, wait, I couldn't wait. drum. Yeah, should we do it again? So, wait, that was yeah. a that was a yeah. pitiful, pitiful drum roll. Like, pitiful. pitiful, pitiful. Oh God, man, this this podcast got dark really. I didn't know they got to have drum rolls. I thought they just went to jail. Yes. So perfect time to announce. Wow. That Luke and I have launched um, publicly. Uh, our next foray into being exhibitors. We are bringing back a theater in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. It was the showroom cinema and it will be called The Bradley. And we have a great uh, consumer facing Kickstarter campaign that we've launched today um, to gain momentum and support for that uh, and to close out the, the financing of it and to get community involvement. So we, we stumbled upon this great project uh, from a wonderful lady, Ariana Baco, who's the president of IFC Films and a year-round resident of Bradley Beach and had worked with Luke at BAFTA when he was the chairman of BAFTA New York. And so we, we went over there and saw it and immediately had the vision in the moment. And we just looked at each other and like, this is where cinema is going it's community-based, it's local, it's smaller. Like when have you ever thought smaller is better in the movie space? Not in the bedroom, apparently. And it's what you do with it that matters. So we found this great thing and we've got a great team around it as well, including Ariana Baca, like we mentioned, myself and Luke, Vinny Onorati, a gentleman named Patrick Wilson, who some of I'm you Patrick might, re- Wilson. I'm might, Patrick rec- Wilson. might recognize, as well as a little-known producer named uh, Basil Iwanek. John Wick, heard about it? Star is, born. Star is Born, Sicario, The Town. The Town's a good one. Town's a good one. Uh, Greenland, The Expendables, he's, uh, he's pretty prolific, so... Um, yeah, Jersey, we're going to bring Jersey, this Jersey thing. Boy. Jersey boy. Yeah, Jersey guy. So we're going to bring this thing to life uh, and be open in time for summer blockbusters. 
So and the and the goal the goal is sorry to interrupt Dan, Danielle I um just do that <laughs> and I say sorry beforehand so people forgive me and I have an English accent so they forgive me even more, um, <laughs> but so the goal for us at Cinema Lab is we plan to open five movie theaters uh, over four per year over the next five years, and be very very selective. This is not uh, about uh, just taking anything we can get. Um, we do not take sloppy seconds. We are out there really looking at theaters in areas that are historic buildings, uh, theaters that geographically need to be saved given the proximity of anything else. I mean, uh, Bradley Beach, the nearest cinema is a 27 minute drive. Um, it's, it's a mile from Asbury Park. Asbury Park's movie theater is closed down. And we really feel like this can be, this can rehabilitate theater in, sorry, cinema in central New Jersey. And we'll continue. I mean, we, with our collective contacts, we are looking around America for those kind of iconic uh, hotspots, smaller theaters, because I think what we've learned is that coming out, when eventually we come out of the, American pandemic, followed by the English pandemic, followed by the South African pandemic. Um, people will want to dip their toe slowly in the water. And it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a, a, a trust test, right? So the notion of going into one of these big box theaters in a mall immediately is just bonkers. Um, I think people are going to want to be in the community and they're going to want to feel safe and they're going to want to be in a theater that's, I don't know it. 75 seats as opposed to 2000 seats, whatever it may be. So that model combined with a nice little bar and food um, seems to us to be the sweet spot. And if all of these places, uh, one of, I will, I will stop in a second. I can see the full stop in the distance. Uh, uh, Andy Childs, who is one of our other partners, um, his he started Soho House. He was one of the original people at Soho House. And if you don't know about Soho House, it's known for how beautifully it's put together. The decor is fantastic. It's really exciting. And Andy's wife, um, she was the designer for it. So each of these theaters, there will be a collective feel for them, but each one at the same time will have its own special uh, uh, nod to the local, local community. So uh, yeah, it's so much fun because it's not just, it's not just turnkey, right? It's really putting all of those things as we all are, avid film uh, watchers, cinema uh, audience, and taking all those little irritations that we've had or things we think we can change uh, while also going, and this is a big Brandon Jones thing, which I love, going uh, tech savvy on this um, and saving time, and particularly with COVID, no one wants to touch each other. No one wants to, you know, engage too much. That will change. But maybe Brandon, you want to talk a little bit about that, that uh, technology forward thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to be in a space where you're going technology first, give the consumer, the moviegoer, the ability to control the experience to the, you know, about buying their tickets, ordering concessions, ordering food and beverage, and then, 
and then executing on it. I think movie theaters got really lazy over the last 10 years because they thought I'll add recliners. That'll be, you know, where you put your butt is the most important thing. And really it's, it starts from the second you're searching for movie tickets until the second you leave and then how we engage with you afterwards. So we're a proponent of that. And we've been working with Luke and I have been in the team here, uh, Patrick, Andy, and Vinny have been working on movie theater projects for, I mean, three years. I mean, this is, this has been a labor of love. So, and, and we're getting very close to opening up the first with this care and model. Um, but Scott, I want to ask you, cause you are, you're, uh, tepid to go back to the movie theaters right away so like what is your threshold to say yep i'm ready to go back you know i think that's really gonna um it's gonna vary where i'm at you know here i'm thinking you know i, I really want to go back and i know that like i could potentially have that experience by doing private rentals and stuff i know we, we've really talked about that a lot but you know, one of the last movies I saw in a movie theater was not with a public audience, it was with a private audience. It was a, a screening of Raising Arizona that we had done for some, uh, you know, employees who worked at our theater. And it's still, it just isn't the same. You know, you really, you really need to have that, that collective vulnerability. You know, everyone, every single person that's in one of those seats when they sit there, they, they give up a little bit of themselves and every little bit like that all becomes like a collective currency, you know, like everyone there um, invests in the experience and how much investment you put in is how much you get back. So I think that's another thing that's really interesting is it's like, you know, it's not just about seeing the picture on a bigger screen. It's not just about hearing the audio out of better speakers. It really is about that collective experience. And that's gonna be tough to predict when that's coming back. Because again, you can see the, the, the same movie on a larger screen right now, but that's not the same experience. Yeah, and I feel like when you say, Luke, you said it before, and Scott, you just mentioned it, like when you're in an auditorium of kind of the insiders, you know, the, the, the advanced screening or a selective group or a private screening for, you know, your office or whatever, the investment isn't quite there versus other people that are unknown it's contributing also, to it. It's also cynical, right? I mean, but I, certainly for the majority, I, I guess private rental is not the case, but if it's an industry screening or if it's a, whatever it may be, you're going in in a very different state of mind. You're going mm -hmm. in to judge I would have to agree with that. I've been to hundreds of press screenings and it's a very different experience for the most part. Now, some are actually really fun, um, but for the most part, it's a very different experience. And when you just go in and you go to a movie with a bunch of random people who are just there to watch the same thing that you're there to watch. Yeah, you know? yeah that's absolutely right. I want Melissa to talk because I think Melissa's- <laughs> Hello. I was going to ask, and Melissa, I'd be interested on in your take from this because you used to work for a theater that, and, and a couple of people on this call, myself included, used to work for exhibitors who had really large auditoriums. And, you know, now that Brandon and Luke are talking about creating a more intimate experience, 
what is your opinion between the two? What do you think people are going to move towards and they're going to want after we get back to going to the movies? I think that's an interesting question, but I do think that people are leaning more towards smaller auditoriums with better amenities and or more private auditoriums, right? We live in this society where you can pay more to get whatever you want. So people want a VIP experience. People want to feel special. And it's hard to do when you have a thousand seat auditorium. What I will say though, is the exhibitor that I left, we did build the largest screen in our state. And we did take two auditoriums and make it one, but it only had 300 seats. So which location was that? That's it's um, well, now the largest screen is in Canton slash Westland, but it was in Novi. So we outdid ourselves the next year. So basically what we learned people for the large screen for the amazing sound, again, three slash 400 seats is actually not that big. When you think back to the days where there were auditoriums that have a thousand seats, right? Mm -hmm. What's the Chinese theater? Oh, that main auditorium. I don't know. It's huge. I saw, yeah, I saw Dunkirk in there. That was the last movie I saw at the Chinese theater. That's much more compact, right? And what you're describing. That's very. I'm talking luxury, big leather recliners, very comfortable, but still, I think that's a lot of seats. It's overwhelming, but to have it on the biggest screen in the state with the best sound, if you're going to see a specific movie, there is still a desire for that. So, I mean, really to answer your question, Danielle, I think you can go either way. It's personal preference. And I think it depends on the film. So depending on the film is a good question. So like, as we get back to going to the movies, you know, the tent poles will attract a large audience, but where do the, I mean, not every movie's evening, but where do the movies like, <laughs> where do the middle, like the, the middle tier, not the, not in quality or anything, but just they're not tent pole movies. You know, they're not Bond. They're not Black Widow. One of them is right behind Scott on the wall. Yeah. Where oh, does yeah, the, Uncut the, Gems fit in? Yeah. That's or we just we just saw Young Promising Woman and oh, I can't wait. Oh, was it out? I can't yeah. wait. To. It is so good. Oh my gosh! It is Where so does good. the movie like that fit in? Does but that I, go to the movies or? Talk, yes. You guys talk about the Bradley, and I would have loved that high end, really luxe, intimate experience for a movie like that. Well, I think I think it's about it's about knowing your audience. I mean, as you, as you guys know, it's about. <laughs> doing a lot of market research into the age groups and into the, you know, the, 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 the net that you're catching people in. I mean, fortunately for us in that there's not another theater, as I said, for 27 minutes drive, we have the ability to take what might be a younger demographic uh, from Asbury Park uh, and a somewhat older, more prone to, independent i mean woody woody allen is a bad example in this day and age but you know what i'm saying when i say a woody allen movie that, that that to them sophia be, coppola yeah that's a good yeah one. yeah let's say sophia coppola. Good, yeah. good good point um i i think that that is going to be something that and listen we, we're not we're not geniuses i think we just came in at this at the right time and and realized that this is through COVID going to be very local, but I think it is going to be even more important now for uh, 
exhibitors to know their audience. And I will I say this. Oh, sorry, Luke. No, no, I, I, I think before that notion of a mall, you get every demographic in the world. So mm -hmm. as a result, you can put on the crudes and you can put on uh, Halloween and, you know, but I think now the, the work that needs to go into being more selective, given that they will be smaller theatres, uh, is going to be crucial. And I think a whole business model is going to adjust as a result. You don't just take everything from every studio because A, you can't, and B, you want to fill all of them and you want to, you don't want, no one has any other choice. So you don't want to alienate your community by being known as the place that only does stuff that uh, is just the bonds, that just does your, let's say, 18 to 40, right? You want you want to be able to do the the other stuff. So I think it's I think it's a really exciting time, but I think it's certainly a time where you have to. It's more of a puzzle. Um, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, and I will say that even with as we reference the Bradley here and what what we envision that to be is that, and we started out by saying this that it's making this out of home experience you know, continuing to make it a, an affordable form of out-of-home entertainment at the highest possible quality. So you're not sacrificing and you're not putting that experience out of reach from people who, you know, you want to make it accessible for as many people as possible for the yeah. magic of going to the movies. You, don't you, you want, can't miss that part. You don't want snobbery. You, know, you don't want, I mean, I think that's something that I'm constantly reminding myself of is that you you don't want people to feel you don't want to price your food you don't want to be getting too fussy with your food and suddenly you know it costs you leave that i mean i know what it's like going to uh and i don't want to be too dismissive of them but whatever i know that i go to amc with my kids i pay them 150 dollars. i leave knowing my kids are full of sugary salty crap we all smell um, and uh, no one feels particularly happy. The kids get home and they, they're on a bender. Uh, it doesn't help bedtime because all the salt and the sugar is just going through their veins. Um, so I, I th it's, it's a delicate balance, and I think it's, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's really making sure that you said, I, I, want, I just want people to cuddle up into their seat and feel cozy and excited so that when those trailers come up, which is my favorite part of any film, uh, that you're like, this is, I this is how I remember it, right? Because I don't remember, I, I, I have tolerated going to the movie theater, particularly having kids, right? For so long that I want to go back in and I want to like revel in it. I want to revel in it. I don't, you know, it's now, it's now swipe your card, press your button, go in, eat crap, chicken, if it is chicken, finger tenders. Listen, chickens never had fingers, America, please. It never <laughs> happened. There's never been a finger on a chicken. Just look it up. It's basic, it's basic biology. Chicken anatomy. Seriously, look up chickenanatomy.com. I'm sure there's. What would you call it? Would it just be a chicken tender? Yeah, it's a chicken. Is that tender. it? It's a chicken. I think I would say breaded chicken. 
Hmm? I wouldn't say chicken finger. Here's also, a whole nother concept. So finger when, has such a connotation. I don't and here's to... what I don't get, by the way. People always say, oh, eat a frog's leg. It tastes like chicken. And I say, why don't you just fucking eat no, no, chicken? No, he's not, he's and not people say people. chicken tastes like human beings. And I'm like, just eat a, it's a chicken. If, if it tastes, tastes like, like chicken, just eat chicken. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes oh. you want to eat alligator instead. No, you no. just want to eat chickens. Yeah, it's the it's the lazy, easy thing. You know, I have to oh, say this cat. It tastes like chicken. Well, why don't we just go? Chickens aren't hard to find. And would you really eat turkey if it wasn't just an excuse to celebrate the fact that you got us to fuck off out of your country? Like you eat you eat a pretty manky, usually dry and something that has a drug in it that makes you sleepy. So essentially- I'll, I'll take more of that then. Well, you're like, you're like, you're like eating this stuff down. It's got like roofie juice in it. And you're saying, fuck the British. Like that's not, the Well, British. that's like the best part of the day. That's like, that's not a day. I hide. Well, I, you're right, it I should be hide. a week. I, I hide in the basement with a bottle of vodka naked, curled up crying. That's what but, I do. Well, why vodka? That's Russian. Well, I just right now. I mean, pick, you, pick. I, it's, the internet tells me to do it, so I do it. Unbelievable. Oh, well, on that note, Luke Parker Bowles, <laughs> it's been a joy on this episode of Fuck Knuckles podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, I hope you'll have me back. I'm sure that your audience probably don't want to. And I realize that Scott and Melissa have barely got a word in edgeways. Oh no, this is this is the best. Like to be honest, the best podcast is like when I just come on and I'm just listening to a podcast. I don't have to talk at all. Like this has been an easy work day for me. I, I try to be Scott really careful because we all talk over each other. So I've really in 2021, I'm practicing my listening skills versus my talking over people's skills. But I do want to say something. So you said cookies. Why didn't you say biscuits? Have you just been in the American terms, and now you, you know just... what it is. You know, it's really, I'm, I, I'm, I'm respectful, but it does chafe me in my lower regions. I'm sure it does. And yeah, I, and, I and say, crisps. Are you saying crisps? Or are you saying chips? Which one are you saying? Right. And if I'm saying chips, am I saying French fries? Uh, if I'm saying trunk, or am I saying boot? Yeah. Or exactly. am I taking all of the use out of my words? Just because who needs use, right? Let's just take them out. What a stupid, you guys have shown so little respect for the letter U that it is, it's abhorrent. And I chose a word that didn't have a U. Wait, abhorrent? No, it doesn't have a U because I didn't want to hurt its feelings. Well, I think we'll have a whole separate episode about words. I think we should. I, I think should. I, I would love I to be there. Scott, please take us home before we go off on another tangent. Okay, well, this has been uh, an exciting episode. So I'm really, I'm really excited to hear more about your guys' development here. So you guys said that the, the company that's doing kind of the tech stuff, that's called Cinema Lab, is that correct? Cinema Lab is the name of, the, of Luke and I's company that is the theater management and development company. Right on. And we're using our great partners. We will be using our great partners in the, in the industry to push forward on the technology. So you guys were also saying that you're looking across the country to kind of um, yeah. scout your next locations, finding the right place The you know, you know. Yeah, and I, I, we're not doing it again for the sake of doing it. This is not a, um, this is not a sort of uh, mass 
play just to to get volume i think that we want to be able to stand behind every single movie theater and say that it was a necessary uh saving um and that a lot of that comes from brandon's uh connections but it also comes from you know families family i I married to an american which is why i'm allowed into this country um uh god what would my great great grandmother say um but yes we we with all of our connections we hear about this the whole time patrick was told about one in in saint pete um florida which is exactly the same thing and sadly more and more of these are coming up yeah and so that's, that's actually why i wanted to uh end it with the idea of like well if there's anyone out there that knows about any of these locations these gemstones that are just diamonds in the rough waiting to be um revitalized um, wow, you're you're punning on your uncut gems mate seriously I know, yeah yeah and no, i'm trying to get a24 to, to sponsor the show but no they, one, have, so far. they have they have no money yeah <laughs> Nicole well they have some money because i bought i bought that poster from them and like so they have some of my money they have fifty dollars they have fifty dollars we love i love it no i love them no much props to noah Saka. lovely man he's at a24 he runs it anyway uh, you were saying well, I just wanted to see if there's any um, any place where people can reach out to you about um, any of these projects. Where like, hey, I think I know a great theater um, that you guys should take a look at. Um, any contact information that we should be giving to our uh, to our audience? They can always go to filmfrogmarketing.com or filmfrog.com now, and they can get a hold of me there. And we will have Cinema Lab up and running. Cinemalab.com uh, soon. Um, by soon, the, by soon, by the weekend, right? Yeah, like by the end of the day. And, or you can reach out to Luke or myself at yes, no, lab I, I, MGMT, management.com. I'm we'll L- put all this I, in the show notes. Can we I, just yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll show be notes? I mean, this is just... Yeah, that'll be, that'll be better. How right. I, I was going to give you my clothing measurements. <laughs> you What's can. your blood type? Social my security? blood type really? is A, no, I think it's G. Is, it, is there a G? No. no, I don't know. I don't know what my blood type is. We talked about this either. the other night at dinner. Melissa, what are you? I think I'm A negative. Is that one? A, B. You sound I, so I hope none of us ever get hurt. I have an A. I, I, there's an A in mine. I, that's all I know. I would, che- I, would, I would check it because when you get to the hospital and they're like, what blood type? And you're like, I don't know. Just stick in whatever you got. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> What's close to expiring? I'll take that. Is it like- <laughs> Scott, what about you? I don't know. I would just you'd probably say like, do I have a choice between premium and unleaded? Or, or yes, one? yes. And by the way, they're they're all the same. You know, you should just go for regular because yes, there's right. no difference, as we all know. All right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been uh, it's been a good one for sure. This is gonna hopefully get you guys a little bit more traffic to. Uh, to your guys's project well uh i'm honored to uh, get to talk to you amazing people and uh, and your amazing rooms there's so much to be said about each of you uh i particularly melissa's doing great down there seems to be a lot of tankards of vodka in the background though. that's <laughs> I'm in my dining room that's the bar oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah all right well uh thank you great to see everybody thank you so much we'll see you at the movies bye